Welcome to the University of the Free State Career Services Podcast, where we talk to experts about the ins and outs of jobs and share tips that will give you a grip on your future career. Quick question. Quickly name three organs in your body. Did you think about the heart? Maybe your lungs or kidney? But be honest, did you think about the skin? I bet you did, our brilliant listener. Did you know that the skin is the largest organ in your body and that it contains 15% of your body weight? Did you know that even the average person has 300 million skin cells? Did you also know that there are people who specialize solely on the skin? That is our guest today. We have Prof. Franz Maruma, who's a specialist dermatologist who is passionate about aesthetic medicine, research, and medical education. He's currently the head of the dermatology department and also practices a limited aesthetic and medical dermatology at his own practice here in Bloemfontein. Under his passion as a medical educationalist, he's a lecturer who provides strategic leadership and direction to all research projects within the dermatology space at the University of the Free State, and he has numerous publications, and regularly he's sought out to conduct training in dermatology and aesthetic medicine. Please help me welcome Borov. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well. How are you? I'm doing very, very well, sir. Yes, so this you've done a lot. Um... A lot in medicine, and as, as I was reading your bio, I'm like, this is a very established man. Um, do you feel like you're established yet? Um, established? No, because uh, once you stop learning, you start demising. So I'm still in the hustle for establishment. See, you're never too old to learn, and you're never too old to stop hustling for establishment. Okay, so so I want to know, um, you are now the prof um, of dermatology and aesthetic medicine. Yes. How did you build an interest in that field? I'm thinking right now as I'm looking at you, what do I see? I see your hair, I see your skin, um, and, and I'm thinking this morning, and I hope everyone did the same, uh, we washed Okay, and, and what did we wash? Okay, we washed our hair. And for ladies, oh, I know it from my wife, you go all over the board to look after the skin, the eyelashes and, and everything, so that when you walk out there, you present your skin. You're not presenting Lerato, you're presenting your skin. So your skin is Lerato. Mm-hmm. But more often we think that it's just a superficial thing only to find, no, it goes deeper. It tells us what's inside Lerato. So I developed passion because I felt at the time when I joined the career, um, I didn't know. I mean, we did the uh, community service and we ran around a lot uh, in, in uh, public hospitals. I delivered babies. I, I, I you know, I fixed bones and, and, you know, I treated old people with whatever frail illnesses they had, but in the end, I wasn't satisfied. So when I saw one patient that I treated with a skin disease actually getting cured, and I must confess, at that time, I was just, you know, my case is as good as yours. So (laughs) that took me. And from that day onward, I knew that this is where I belong. So none of what I am is a planned or scripted kind of uh, a path. It's a path that created itself i've just done what we all should do adapt to the change as long as it is for a good cause and 
here I am today. I couldn't have been in any better field or job. And how how long did that take for the bug for working with the skin take from when you started doing your medicine? Was it during your studies or were you practicing for a while and then you caught the bug? Right. Now, all of us have to go to medical school and be doctors. I think that's one thing the public doesn't know. They think you just open a beauty shop outside and no, no. So all of us will have a basic qualification that makes us general practitioners. Okay. And then only after when you are a fully fleshed one, can you then start specializing in the skin? And that's another four years. So you're looking at six years plus four years to mm. become just a basic dermatologist. Now, if you want to take it further, which is what I did, I needed another two to uh, three years to add a doctorate to it, which is now um, you know at the level where I am and it's not over. I'm still uh, venturing into postdoctoral fellowship and stuff. So. If you think about it, you need a good uh, 14 years after your metric, but don't look at it that way. It's 14 years of experiences and 14 years of amazing stuff, of finding yourself, developing your uh, personality and also, you know, knowing your purpose in life and also in your career. So it's not just 14 years of waiting. Yeah. So that's what makes it interesting. You don't even feel it that it is 14 years. You did not feel it that it was 14 years? No, it was too quick for me. <laughs> when people, when you think of 14 years, you're thinking that's a very long time, but that needs you to be a particular or a certain type of person to be able to achieve that. Um, can you tell me what qualities make of, that you have make you very good at your job? Yeah, so I am a result-driven person and I think everyone has to uh, um, accentuate their positive. You, you've, everybody's gifted in something. Mine is result drivenness. So if I see results or if I have an idea that there could be results, you cannot stop me. That's enough to activate me. I go all out. I commit and I push boundaries until God do me favor and say, yes, you have it. So hence I'm in the skin before and after there has to be a result and then that's it. So apart from that, I'm an ordinary human being. Um, of course, uh, you know, I, I, I make mistakes like everybody else, but where I do not accept mistakes is when it comes to results. Hearing you talk, I, I hear that you are very driven. Um, you know exactly what you want, right? And I'm sure in your field, there are brilliant days and good days that you experience. Yeah. But it must be a hard, a hard place to be in. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about the mundane tasks or what makes it what makes your job difficult, rather. Yeah. You know what? I think the, the the difficulty of the job really is where one gets to meet obstacles that they can't solve because uh, we're not the alpha and omega. Uh, we may be scientists, clinicians, researchers, but in the end, we're only human beings, so we can only do so much. So there are diseases that at the moment we cannot cure. At the same time, we can't help those patients. And uh, so you become a bearer of bad news, you know, to say that you are going to have this particular disease for the rest of your life. We don't have any cure or any help for you. So basically a firm handshake to the patient. That's the most difficult part because it clashes with my uh, personality and also my qualities of result drivenness. I mean, if I can't give you result, then my day is basically doomed. Mm. But I'm only human, so one has to grow up a little bit and, and, and understand that doesn't mean it's the end of the world. 
um, I always say, if somebody says to you, Lerato, uh, that, you know what, um, 90% of patients with disease are able to get cure, but you happen to belong to the 10%, that information is useless to you. And if anything, it doesn't, you know, inspire any confidence. Mm-hmm. So in the end, that 10% is not just 10%. The 1% is not just 1%, it's a whole person. For them, it's 100%. And if they are coming to me for hope, and I'm saying no hope, I've crushed that 100% that they had. And that, for me, is extremely difficult. I still, I'm still battling, coming to terms with accepting that you cannot possibly mm. help everybody and know everything, of course. Yes, um, and that's the reality of life. And that's yeah. the reality of life. And when students come to study at the university, they don't pick a career thinking, I'm going to have to deal with difficult or negative results all the time. Um, but they do. When you go into the world of work, you are encountered with a lot of challenges that sometimes just don't work out. What would be your words of encouragement or what would be your advice for students when they come to deal with such um, situations where they can't solve, especially, let's say, medical students or students who are in other fields, what would be your advice to them on how they can approach those problems? Yeah, you know, it's not a straight um, line uh, kind of, you know, path, but I would say, uh, number one, be determined. Um, and and what you're good at, do not compromise, because it that's what's going to be your, your baseline. You know, in other words, those that you can help do so 100%, commit fully. That gives you a little bit of, you know, bank balance for the days when you're just on your low. And the biggest of them all is education is important, but it is not necessarily a means of employment. So some people choose careers based on um, what they like or love, but it doesn't offer them what employment would. So... It might mean you might have to have a couple of, you know, degrees, one degree or national diploma that gives you the food, you know, at home and another one that's a hobby because you love it. You're doing it for the love so that there is that balance because you cannot survive just with the hobby. You need that which will put bread on the table. So I would say modern day is you need minimum two degrees or at least national diploma, advanced diploma, not just one. Mm. And then that way you can strike that balance. I don't feel like I'm working every day I wake up. You know, it's Mm. just one of those that, you know what, my job and, you know, the creator has just put things for me in a way that in the end I just get paid while I'm living the life that I don't feel like I'm working. But it's not everyone who can achieve that. And I did not plan this. It was just that 14 years of torture that was so fast (laughs) but in the end adaptation and becoming committed to your goals that would be now i'm coming into my last question now piggybacking on what you have just said um your your work i'm sure you've changed so many people's lives in the line of work that you do and for the better i'd like to know how it has actually impacted you and how you see life, your perspective of life. How has your work changed your perspective on life? It, it, it has really, Ratwin. Thank you for that question. Um, you know, sometimes we do work because we have signed a contract to say I'm employed and 
we literally just wake up because we must be there at eight o'clock and so forth. But in my line of uh, work and where I am at the moment, waking up, it's no longer an issue of a contractual obligation. So it has taught me that you are a human being first before you become an employee or a professional or a scientist. Now, the people you help, you cannot value that particular help. You cannot add a figure to it. But I've helped people change their lives. I've had people buying me live chickens, you know, <laughs> uh, bringing it literally in the hospital, saying, you know what, you helped my son, you helped this. And that for me, it's internal satisfaction, which no money can buy, no words can describe better than it actually feels. So appreciate that which you are gifted with, push it hard at the same time. It will reward you in many ways that no money no life can actually reward you. And then you'll have inner peace. Thank you. Oh, thank you for that. You'll have inner peace. You won't feel like you're working a day in no, your life. Not no, a day in no. your life. Okay. Um, Prof, we are at our final question. Um, these are our fire round questions, okay? So I'm mm. going to ask you these questions. You need to just steamroll them. You can't think about them too much. Okay. Okay. Right. So are you ready for our fire questions? Yeah, fire away. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Sweet or salty? Salty. Remote or on-site? On-site. Every morning I? Wash my face and scalp. <laughs> my favorite word is? Commitment. Commitment. Thank you so, so much, Prof. Thank you. Uh, Thank I enjoyed you. this interview. A lot of, of, of things to learn. And I think a lot of um, fields that we didn't know that one could go into, right? And Time is not a frame. Time is just a, a, a mindset. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yes. Thank you yep. so much for joining us. And I'm sure our listeners are going to take in a lot from what you've spoken about today. It's an absolute pleasure on my side. And thank you for having me. That's it for now. Listen to all our episodes to make sure that you get into the fast lane of career success.